0: Welcome to the Good-ish People Podcast. I'm Jackie Pruitt. And I'm Hannah Jones. This is a podcast where we have conversations that are sometimes hard. Yikes. Sometimes funny. (laughs) Sometimes awkward. All the while, we're
1: just trying to be good people. Although, let's be real, we're always just good-ish. Emphasis on the ish. Join us as we laugh, cry, and snort our way through our lives' most pervasive and relatable conversations, which this week will be about art and all its many forms that we appreciate. We're out here just navigating adulthood to the best of our ability. And along the way, there may be various amounts of coping mechanisms. This week, it was frozen pizza. It was. Brought to you by Jackie and Ned's oven. Okay, so the oven. Oof,
0: oof, y'all. Something is wrong with my oven. And it is a miracle that I was able to cook those two pizzas. Literally a miracle. I'm shocked. Because when Hannah got over here, my entire downstairs was like smoky, essentially.
1: It was basically manna from heaven. Yeah, it was, it was, (laughs) it was everywhere. It was everywhere. No, I I did walk in. It was smoky, but I couldn't quite tell. I'd be like, Jackie, my eyesight's not great. So everything's blurry all the time. So I I didn't have my glasses on. I was like, I can't really tell. But then I put my glasses on and I could see it. It was smoky.
0: And like I had cleaned burned food out of the bottom of it. Like today, I was like, oh, that looks kind of burned. But the smoke was coming from the top, like. The, the coils at the top of the oven which is a bit concerning i immediately texted net a video and That's i smart. said please watch this
1: have you seen this before <laughs> it's like clickbait <laughs> it, it. click now or forever Forward hold your this beast. video to all your friends or else you'll die or else
0: your house will catch fire my- <laughs> oh god knock on wood jeez um, yeah, but I was not expecting the oven to do that, but I was very committed because I'd been waiting for it to heat up. It started smoking. I put the two pizzas in there and I said, these are going to cook. They're going to take about 20 minutes. I'm going to cook both of them. A Red Baron pizza and a Newman's own pizza.
1: Um, which one was your favorite? I honestly like them both.
0: Yeah, I liked them. I liked them both too. Um, I liked them both for different reasons.
1: Yeah, I agree. I agree. I like the simplicity of the Newman's zones. I love mozzarella, so that was delightful, like big slices of mozzarella. Delicious. Was that a margarita pizza? It was. Yeah, delicious.
0: And I didn't cook it. I cooked both. I undercooked both
1: pizzas. Well, I mean there were various factors involved that know, you just explained just that led to it being difficult, but I told Jackie I'm like I really don't discriminate against my pizza. I'm also impatient and as a child I ate so many undercooked bagel bites that it really doesn't phase me at all. In fact, it's nostalgic for me to eat slightly underdone pizza. So thank you.
0: You're like, damn, it was hot as shit. And then I've been into it and it was a little frozen piece in the center.
1: Absolutely. I've been listening to uh, I Used to Be Young by Miley Cyrus like all day, every day this week, which I've <sighs> learned is an ADHD thing to listen to one song on repeat. And like, that's totally oh, what wow. I'm doing. Yeah. But when I hear that song, I just think about underdone bagel bites because, you know, I ate them when I used to be young. Oh, Oh, that, oh, that's cool. That's cool, man. I yeah, like yeah. that. I don't think about that, but I might now oh, because I, of this conversation. So thank you for that. It's going to be a sweet reminder. The next time you listen to it, think bagel
0: bites. We were a pizza roll family. So We had pizza rolls too.
1: Did those often burn your mouth, like insanely burn your mouth? There was, there was
0: one time my brother Jesse had made some because he is the pizza roll king. Uh, he would always be making them. And he had just made them, and I didn't realize that they hadn't been sitting out of the oven for, like, more than a minute. Oh, no. Oh no. I put one in my mouth, and I bit down. Picture all of that red hot sauce. Mm-hmm. Oh, I know. Burning, burning hot. I couldn't, I could not taste right for, like, two weeks. That's the most burned I've ever, I burned the shit out of my tongue. Oh, it was yeah. crazy.
1: That has happened to me to various oh. degrees on every occasion. I ate, I ate uh, <laughs> pizza, what were they called, pizza bites? No, wait, Uh, you just said it. And Pizza rolls. Pizza rolls. Every time I ate Tostino's pizza rolls, which was a lot because we always had a lot of frozen pizza options, including bagel bites, which were my preferred one because it was easier to not have them burn your mouth because with, um, with the (laughs) forgetting it again, I was, Jackie was asking me before this, if I still have any concussion symptoms, I'm like, I don't think so, but my recall (laughs) has been pretty bad. And here we are pizza rolls. I burn my mouth almost every time. Because you can't eat them underdone because they're frozen still on the inside. So you have to cook them all the way through. And then I'd be very impatient because you wait for them to be in the oven for so long when they Uh get out, you're starving. And, you know, you can only wait so long before you decide to just burn your mouth. They kind of have, okay, both
0: of them have a weird taste. And by weird, I mean distinct. Like I'm never going to forget what a bagel bite tastes like. And I'm never going to forget what a, a Tocino's pizza roll tastes like. But I can tell you, I can't describe the taste, but it's something that I haven't tasted before, like manufactured.
1: Kind yeah, of. absolutely. It's totally factory made. And one other thing I'd like to throw <laughs> into the mix with this is a toaster strudel. That is also something that has oh, a distinct man. flavor, unlike any other pastry, which it's supposed to emulate, the, the strudel. Uh, it, it doesn't taste like that, but it does taste like childhood because those were my favorite. What, they were my
0: favorite too. What flavor was your favorite?
1: I don't really remember what flavors I ate. I just remember mm-hmm. the frosting that I'd put on top. And Best that part. stuff was like chef's kiss. So it good. Was, and it so tasted good. homemade. Because it would yep. get really crispy. And then the little flakes
0: would kind of fall ooh, off when ooh, you ooh. eat it. And sometimes you would put the icing on a little too soon. But it would melt really Fast. Yes.
1: it was drippy. It was drippy.
0: <laughs> and it was really messy to eat in the car on the way to school, but Yes it man, was. <laughs> was it good? So I get to school and my hands are all sticky and I'm like, "Oh no, this isn't good." This isn't good. And I um there was a green apple flavor, there was a, raz, a raspberry flavor. Ooh, I, I think that's what I ate one. the most.
1: Raspberry. That sounds right. There was one time I ate four of them like after school. As a snack. I'm sure I've done that. I, am sure I did that a lot. I remember eating them a lot. And also Pop-Tarts. I loved Pop-Tarts too. Brown sugar cinnamon forever will be my favorite. Those are the ones I used to have all the time. But yeah, those are just some good, you know, when you guys are listening to Used to Be Young by Miley Cyrus, think of all these lovely manufactured children's treats. (laughs) Oh gosh. There's a number of them. Meals were not wasted. Were you like a little Debbie family? Did you have any of the little cakes around? Oh, yeah, definitely. We had mm-hmm. nothing healthy in our household for like the first long bit of my youth, except for meals. My mom would put vegetables in each meal. But other than that, like our snack cabinet, full. So we definitely had little Debbie's. Our favorite were the Cosmic Brownies. That was
0: going to be my next question. I still love them. Also
1: our favorite. Uh, um, yes.
0: But weirdly... Okay, so I'll tell you what I love about the Cosmic Brownies. And then what I'm going to tell you about is Ned's favorite little Debbie. Okay. Please do. Okay. And do you know Connor's? I, was gonna... I
1: think I, I have a guess. He's told me before, but my memory's not great. So, okay. <laughs> okay. Um, yes, because of the concussion. That and just <laughs> type, you know? <laughs> I a long-term memory. I'm not so good with anything that's happened to me since I was like 22. <laughs> uh, yeah, no worries. No worries. Uh, it's all
0: good. It's all good. I, the Cosmic Brownies, right? One of my favorite things about them is the doughy taste. Like yes. It tastes like
1: you're just eating cake oh batter. Gosh. The frosting melts into that doughy oh batter. Gosh. Fudgy. <gasps> good goodness, goodness. With those little chocolate nuggets you get every once in a while that are not real sprinkles because sprinkles suck. They're chocolate. And mm-hmm. they're great. I'm telling you, man. There's something. I, I would <gasps> keep those on, in my cabinet now, but I would mm-hmm. eat them. I would have no self-control with them. So I can't. But I love Cosmic Brownies. I dream like, really love them sometimes. They're so good. Connor hates Dude. that I love them. He's like, they're so bad. And he's so wrong. They're straight up so good. Um,
0: and they, I'm a big consistency gal when it comes to food. Um, like I have to, Me like too. when I'm eating it. something about it's got a taste right in my mouth you know what I'm saying fair completely fair so like for example I really like my macaroni cheese when it's super congealed and like it's been sitting there for a few minutes oh okay okay I don't know I just like stuff to be like coagulated or
1: whatever
0: oh you know I don't know over here at the Pruitt house we like vocabulary <laughs> we like uh, friendship and vocabulary. Yes, we do. We do. We like cosmic brownies. So Ned's favorite favorite. Yes, this leaves me ahead. a little Debbie. I'm all over the place. Little Debbie. So, on our wedding day, Ned's mom has. I, where's the story going <laughs> I, I, this, is, this sounds weird me saying it she brings boxes and boxes of zebra cakes
1: to the grooms I, room. how did i know it was zebra cakes i just knew it because it's they're bad i, okay, I keep going. going so she brings a lot zebra of them, cakes and and this may have been the day before the wedding
0: i don't know if this is actual wedding day i can't really remember but um she's like i've got Zebra cakes in the car for the groomsmen, and I was like, "Why? I've never, I've, and I literally was like, I've not heard of a zebra cake since I was like five And she's like, "Oh, they're Ned's favorite," and I'm like, "I'm marrying this guy. Like, we've been together for like Like, four years. I I got to reconsider this. He likes zebra cakes.
1: I had no idea. Like zebra cakes, and I'm like, Who is this person I'm about to marry? He likes zebra cakes. Probably hadn't had one since he was living in his mother's house. He hadn't, but he was. Which is fair. I I hate hate them. them." Yeah, I ate, I ate them Ugh. when I was a kid, but I don't think I ever really loved them. They are very white chocolate forward, and I'm not a fan of white chocolate, so it's just not it's not it for me. I think that Connor's favorites, if I had to guess, and I know he's probably told me at some point, um, are fudge rolls or um, the Nutty Buddies. It's one of those two. Oh my God, I forgot about the Nutty Buddies. Yes, good my, taste. My Except that he doesn't like cosmic brownies, which is inherently bad.
0: Dude, that is super bad. But we'll let it slide. Yeah, I guess. At I'll least just doesn't them. like zebra cakes.
1: You know. He might. I'll have oh, to ask Oh, that's them. true. I'll that's have true. To, I'll have to get back to you and guys.
0: For, for me, the zebra cakes was a consistency issue. Too much frosting. Yeah, you bite into it and you're expecting. It's out. Yeah, it's like. It's like. Yeah. And I'm like, why is this doing this? It seems like there should be more of a cake substance for the way that it's structured physically. You would think. You would think. All that to say,
1: a cosmic brownie is a work of art. It is. And we should eat them on the show sometime. We will do that. We'll that. And we'll we also get for the car ride or for uh, the, not the car ride. Dang it, we're flying. <laughs> we should get some for the car ride between Orlando and Jupiter next week or next okay. week. Okay. All right. To just nom on. <laughs> Let's do it. Nom, nom, nom. Let's do it. Um, But there's good art and there's bad
0: art. Yes. I think zebra cakes is the bad art. Bad art. Brownies is the good art. I'm trying to parlay this into our topic for today. Respect for wrapping that all
1: together. Uh, before we get to it, should we hit? Oh, Our lovely the. people with our good and our ish. Our artistically minded good and ish. Dude, we should. And I cannot believe I almost skipped
0: over. I mean, that's where my head's at today. That's I didn't tired. think you were
1: skipping it. I thought you were just giving purpose to our purposeless conversation. Um, I was doing a bit of that.
0: Yep. <laughs> I was doing a bit of that. But it was, it has some purpose in it. We got to talk about our favorite breakfast and snack treats. Um,
1: yeah. If, if you hate Lil Debbie altogether and you think it's like the reason the world is the worst, I just skip, I hope you skipped over it. I hope so.
0: Um. That being said, the ish, the good, and the ish. Hmm.
1: Let me think about this. I don't know why I usually have something. Prepared. I can start with okay. my ish. Okay. You can think about yours while I talk okay. and mostly because Jackie and I kind of, we talked about this a little bit before we hopped on online, but my issue is just that I am about to be on my period. So I've just been really, um, yeah. uh, irritate, irritable this week and just low energy and the weather's been pretty cloudy. So just a little bit tired and just a couple other things going on that just are like, kind of like ho-hum. So just mm. all together, just kind of bleh. Um, and you know you women out there you all know you get it mad respect it's all you out there amen
0: that's my issue now that i'm thinking about it now i'm remembering that conversation because i'm feeling so tired right now like my whole body is just
1: like oh yeah like like, poop like um so just i'm stealing your reason no 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 it's shared it's shared um just the the irritation it's just never good. Under you not talk anybody who has to interact with me often, like Connor. Sorry, <laughs> my bad, bro. I don't feel good. He knows. He only. He knows it. He just knows. He can tell. Even if I don't know, he's like, "Is that not obvious to you that you're about to be on your period?" I'm like, "Nope," but I'm glad it's obvious to yeah. you. Yeah, it's like all of a sudden a shift
0: in personality. I'm like, it's pretty stark for me too. It's pretty bad. Yeah, yeah. I just get really angry and. I'm, like, fuming. Uh, i the
1: dumbest things for me. Like, I fume. hmm It's, like, That's this isn't me.
0: It could be anything. Like, it's things, even does. Like, they're just around me, and I'm, like, I'm annoyed,
1: you know? Yeah, like, for instance, earlier today, I was working on those designs, mm-hmm. and Connor came out and was, like, let's go take Eddie outside. And I said, you told me 2.15 or whatever time it was that you wanted to take him out, and it's 2.11. I still have four minutes to get this <laughs> downloaded. And I was, like, give me my four minutes. <laughs> He was like, Give me oh, my four minutes, damn like, it. Yeah, just... myself. I was like, no, 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 just give me my four minutes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, was just so ridiculous. This is funny, funny. Oh man. All well, the hormones things at Argus.
0: They're wild. <laughs> I know. My hormones are like out of whack.
1: Yeah, poor mm-hmm. my hormones. Um, good. Yeah. I'm trying to think. I mean, it's been a relatively good week or so, like nothing crazy bad except pre-period irritation. Um... Okay. I'll say uh, for me, two things. One, I mentioned the song already, but I've been loving that song by Miley. It's amazing. And just made me very nostalgic about youth and the things that people would say, or maybe label you as in a negative way from your youth, but really it's just that you were young and there's grace for that. So finding a lot of like, that's just beautiful. And I, those people out there that know me know I'm very sentimental and like a song like that always gets me. So I've been listening to that and then The Climb on repeat because they kind of are akin to one another. It's the climb. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) There you Uh, go. So that's been fun. And then I've also been revisiting. So another thing from way back when, um, the show I've had on in the background while I've been working, um, over the last week has been 90210, the reboot of Beverly Hills 90210. Mm. Yes. Which is a show that I think it's one of the first shows that I watched from start to finish, like airing weekly. I caught the very first episode cause it was being advertised and I had a little tiny silver TV in my room. It started when I was in seventh grade, I think, and maybe eighth grade. And I would watch it every week in my little purple chair that rocked, that was on the floor in my blue, green and purple pbt teen inspired room. And just loved that show, and it's just been fun to have it on in the background and be like, wow, this is such a specific, like, really paints me in a specific time in my life, like middle school and early high school. Wow, what a time to be alive. Isn't that wild? <laughs> 2008 to two, 2013, I think, was when the show was running. So it was high school for me. I mean, middle school and high school, exactly for me. So anyway, fun to revisit and just like, I don't know, it kind of feels like saying hello to an old friend. I've never watched 90210. I should. You know, I, if you didn't watch it back then, I'd be curious to know what people would think rewatching it because it's a teen show. So it's like a teen soap, right? So it, it, you may not connect to it as an adult. Is it kind of like? It's like Gossip Girl or um, The O.C. or any of those oh, shows. The C- those. It was a CW show, so I think. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Something so like anyway. Tori Spelling in that. She was in the original one, which I also watched prior to watching the reboot. I didn't watch it all the way through, but it was on reruns. They would do reruns in the summer on some channel that I used to get stuck at home because my mom would go to work and I did, couldn't drive. And I would just watch that show out of order because that's how you, what you used to have to do back in the day. I just know. catch whatever's on. I also watched a lot of True Hollywood Story documentaries. <laughs> so did I. Or Snapped. So Snaps. Oh, yeah. That was Snapped. one I would like oh, my gosh.
0: turn on when my parents left the house, and then it would really, really scare me.
1: I was probably like, oh, 12, yeah. and I'd oh, be like, Snap is scary. Oh, somebody murdered somebody, and oh my goodness. Snapped, at, like shout out to my friends, Anna and Catherine Hope, because when they lived together sophomore year of college, every single day, they'd watch Snapped in their room no. eating Ben and Jerry's ice cream. Yes. And we lived on the sorority hall at Auburn. So we would all just walk in and just bring our ice cream and they would be there every day. You just knew it. And, and we'd watch Snapped and eat ice cream. So that was a very. Ah, <laughs> it's pretty fun sweet snapped marathon
0: <laughs> what show what what channel was oh oxygen that's what it was It was, <laughs> oxygen. It was oxygen. oxygen oh man I know. well all times um all times. Small what was your uh, what was your good my good okay is i've rediscovered my love for ramen noodles yes man how do you how do you enjoy your ramen noodles like how do you make them because people make them very differently it's I... like a packet of ramen
1: Yeah. So I didn't really eat a lot of ramen in my life because the flavor just like wasn't the like standard, like what everybody bought at the grocery store growing up wasn't really my favorite flavor. It was like too salty or something for me. I don't know. I just didn't like it. But as an adult, I've eaten it a lot because I enjoy it. I like a lot of different styles but when i connor and i make it i like to make it with sesame oil chili oil like a almost like a pasta sauce that you create but with asian Mm -hmm. flavors um not in a soup i like the soup too but i like it more Mm -hmm. of like a peanut soy whatever you know throw in random stuff that makes a sauce Mm -hmm. what about you um
0: i well what i do is i don't really put too much on it all bowl and noodles and then put the packet in it stir it up drain the water and then it's like the noodles are
1: ready and because they are just just flavored enough that's so smart yeah.
0: and i just like love i just like have rekindled this flame and i've had ramen i'm not kidding you guys like probably four times in the last week and it's been delightful and it, again my one of my favorite parts is the consistency Hey, know yourself, know thyself. <laughs> yeah, right. It's you like something about that would be true, <laughs> right? I,
1: you know, it's funny. I've rediscovered. I've been eating cereal every morning. I've, my routine: I wake up, I eat cereal, I drink mm. coffee, and I just like take it easy. And rediscovered that it's just like kind of nice to eat a, a little easy breakfast. Oh, um, Here is the, the small rediscoveries and how many ramen you can eat. You can have them all. Taking us, yes, all of the ramens. You can have all the ramen.
0: Oh, thank you. I will. Good, and I you will should. like it. You will um, like it. So good. But yeah, I'm a big ramen, ramen lady. I would say that was my good because that's just what came to my mind. That's right a good now. good, in
1: my opinion. I like I that. Think,
0: I think so too. Big ramen lady over here. Big pasta lady. Big carb lady. Love it mm-hmm. all.
1: Carbs are the best.
0: They are the best. Um, carbs. I would argue are an art form see what i'm doing i here? would have to agree
1: see how i'm segueing? yeah their chemical compound i mean just brilliant brilliant, brilliant some brilliant. of the way the cost is cut art you know
0: seasoned packet art 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 so speaking of art i'm really forcing this on us here this transition just, just keep going just some keep going. transition but it's it's working i think um, I texted Hannah this week and I said, Dude, what do you think about us talking about art? And this is a very broad topic because her question back to me was, Where are you going with this, Jaggy? And I was like, Let me. Well, I was also just in a bad mood because, period. It's okay. <laughs> I've been there, man. I've been there, done that. And I was I like, you feel know, like
1: very uninspired. So I was like, I don't know what to talk about.
0: I'm watching I don't do It's not art. <laughs> I hate this topic. I'm just no, it's a great topic. i'm totally kidding um but i i really was like it was a great question you asked because i was like all right let me like workshop this a bit um because art can be so many many things many mediums many forms and a lot of things that came to my mind are when i first experienced it its impact on my life so how art has affected me that being music that being pictures photography food even um so and I just thought of something really funny it's like I think like Michael Scott from the office is like but in a much more broader sense I had no idea what I was doing or no idea what I was talking about and I was like this is me talking about art in a much broader sense I had no idea what I was talking about um and I'm not somebody that's like a super major like I go to museums all the time do love a good museum we have the high museum of art in Atlanta it's absolutely spectacular. Um I've had the opportunity to go to the Louvre in Paris and um you know I've I've seen some cool cool ass art in my time. Um and I think a lot of what I've seen and experienced over my life whether that be music, whether that be um you know uh paintings, museums, whatever. It's like impacted my style as an adult and what I like to surround myself with. So this is a very broad overview of that. So there it is.
1: Good stuff, Jackie. It's good stuff.
0: Thank I you. told her I was like, I'm doing
1: it. Just take the reins
0: and okay. we got this. <laughs> Heck yeah, dude. We're, we're, going, we're going full speed um, down the highway. And I know that when we were talking earlier, um, you said that you had some questions for me. Specific Dart and my blank face I was like do I have
1: questions I I questions. I mean I just want to ask like what what led you this week to want to talk about this
0: yeah okay so work has been really stressful for me like it just has been and so I've been trying to obviously like our podcast is a is a great outlet um this is a form of art I believe. And, you know, again,
1: people decide. It's, it's an attempt. Art imitates <laughs> it's,
0: life. <laughs> it's an attempt. Yeah, yeah, it's an attempt. And, like, some people can appreciate this art, and some people are like, that's not art. So, I think it's all subjective. I think it's art. <laughs> Obviously. Obviously. We put our aim on anything that's not. <laughs> right? And so, a lot <laughs> of my, <laughs> oh my gosh, uh, a lot of my thinking in this last week has been, what are things that are beautiful that I can admire with my own eyes? Because I can get really in my head about stuff and very focused on a situation, an email, a um, stressful phone call I have to make. I'm trying to accomplish this goal. There's something really sweet about stopping, be really cheesy, stopping to smell the roses. So I was straight up like, "What what do I appreciate looking at? Visually, and I was like, "What would calm me down right now in this very moment?" And I was like, "I would just love to walk around a museum and just look at other people creating beauty with my own eyes."
1: That's good stuff. That's a great inspiration. How's that been going?
0: A little bit cheesy. How No, as... no, no, it's not.
1: Hey, look, we've all got to seriously. We all got to figure out what works for us, and that's so important. And I think everybody has a preferred art medium. I mean, most people, I would imagine, have an art medium that brings them calm because art can do that it can also stir any emotion but there's you know certain things you can go to that can create calm and that's really cool or inspiration beyond what you're getting stuck in you know Mm -hmm. so I love that but but what have you been doing since that revelation and what have you been thinking about
0: yeah that's a great question wow I was not expecting that one
1: <laughs> I came locked and loaded Jackie and I just love asking you questions would... <laughs> my friends in college are like stop asking such ridiculous questions <laughs> and
0: you're really good you're really good at asking questions um I would say at least just in this week um I have several friends who are artists who are like painters and one of my friends um who I saw last night Um, Janetta Grace, she, I I call her Grace, but she does these beautiful, it's like, they almost look like watercolors, but they're not. It's a lot of like light tones and like pinks and like light greens and very like Charleston inspired. And that's not necessarily like my go-to for art per se, but like, she just like, it's not necessarily like what I would put in my house, but like, I can appreciate it. Right.
1: Oh yeah. You look at that and you're like, serious talent created this. There's something awe-inspiring about that when you're like, I couldn't do this and somebody did. That's an incredible feeling. Really cool feeling.
0: So she had posted on her Instagram this painting that she had done of um like hydrangeas, but they weren't realist. It was like very kind of like they were blurred and they were dripping. Like the flowers were like coming to life off of the painting. Very interesting. It was it was crazy. I saw I see this painting on Instagram and I'm like, damn. I love that painting i was like she must have done that commission she got commissioned somebody commissioned her to do it right and i went to their house last night and i walked in and i looked to the left and there was the painting ah and i was like whoa and i i just was like i'm i get to see this thing like in real life and i was like this is really cool and just looking at it just like it was bringing me peace and straight up when we were there, Ned and I were like, so can you do a painting for us to go above the couch? So she's oh, going to... I know. We're, we're, I know. We're looking for something. And so she's like, dude, like, I will do something for you. And I was like, can you do what you have on that wall there where the flowers are, like, dripping, but doing it with, like, Japanese cherry blossom kind of vibe? Ooh. I know. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get, like, pinks and oranges and greens and blues in there and just, like, all these colors. But... There's just something so fun because I am not, I am no artiste. That is not my skill set by any means. I can't sit down and draw what's in my head. I can imitate something very easily and like, hey, uh, you know, there's a picture of somebody in a magazine. Can you like copy that? And I'm like, yeah, I can, I could try to. And it look, looks decent, but that's what, that's all I can do. I can like copycat stuff, but it's really something special when it. you,
1: that's, you know, better than nothing that's true you're I right it's really a little that. something
0: i am a fake artist i'm a fartist a fartist <laughs> <laughs> i'm a fartist i'm a fartist um, fartista and fartista not a barista not to be mistaken barista. with a barista
1: what's that dave fartista do you know who dave bautista is never mind we're moving on no i do <laughs> know who actor. that is he's an actor what is he Big is? bald actor He's in a lot of stuff. Um, most recently, he was in um, M. Night Shyamalan's movie that I can't remember the name of. Uh, Jonathan Groff was in it, too. Um, Knock at the Cabin, he was in most recently. Okay. Oh, I know who
0: that is. Okay. I, little side note, I refuse to watch Knock at the
1: Cabin. It, like, something about it waked me out. And I don't mind scary movies too bad. It's it's not scary. It's very M. Night Shyamalan. Um, it, I saw it in theaters. You're not missing anything. It's not like it was a bad movie, but he it's definitely not one of his best movies. So you're fine.
0: Mm, okay. That makes me feel a little bit better. Um good, I'm not missing out on anything. Ah, you're good. <laughs> um, Ibn Shamalan is an artiste. <laughs>
1: he is an artiste. And sometimes artists make their best work and sometimes they make work. Yeah, yeah, or That's bad okay. work. I think that is an interesting thing, though. Just a small side comment that I love about art and also what scared me from ever really going after art in a full way was, uh, or, you know, painting, even my medium is writing, but going after it in, in a big way is that you are not always going to strike gold and you have to be willing to deal with The disappointments that you create and being so proud of them and being inspired by the things you make and then them being rejected or going through seasons where you're not as inspired, but you just are putting out work that you're not feeling super great about. Like That's what artists have to do if that's what you do for a living or if that's what your passion is that you're going after and pursuing. And I just think it's really honorable not to really, I think it's honorable to create the amazing work that ends up in the Louvre, but I think it's even more honorable to make the stuff in between that doesn't get the praise and to keep going because that has always been a big Dude. barrier for me. With putting it out there, like it's one thing for me to like write poetry or write things mm-hmm. on my own, but to put them out in the world and to say, "Hey, judge this for its value." you I'm gonna write
0: some beautiful poetry too. Thank
1: Just you. saying. I love writing. It's it's definitely my preferred medium. I I love painting too. I'm not, I, I'm not an accurate drawer, and I wasn't put. I wasn't practiced as a kid at getting much better at it. I used to, I I used to sketch out dresses. I was telling you this recently. Like I loved sketching out dresses and wanted to go into that industry one day, but I my sketching just was never very accurate. So anything I've done that I've been proud of is more abstract. Uh, but mm-hmm. that's how my brain my brain is just like spaghetti. So it's abstract in its own space. So it makes sense that I can't do anything realist. Uh, so I like to draw and paint and stuff, but it's never been my strength. It's always been writing. What about you? Mm-hmm. Um, that's a good question.
0: I would say I've al- I've also always liked writing a lot. That's that's a strong suit of mine. Um, not necessarily poetry. I don't even do poetry. But um, yeah, I think that, and then just also um, I love public speaking. Oh my gosh, for real, that was one of my favorite things to do. And I weirdly like am really up good at it. You
1: go- on stage
0: Mm -mm. I get like butterflies like I'm about to do something really fun and exciting
1: oh my gosh it's like crack cocaine for me people used to tell me you need to do this you need to be a motivational speaker or whatever because I spoke a couple times I said I was good and I will never because I'm so scared I hate it hate it that's actually I feel like you're either one that loves it
0: yeah weirdly like if I could spend the rest of my life doing that I would do it like if that was I like something. I don't believe you
1: because I don't know anyone that likes it.
0: I love it. Oh my gosh. I, I, could, I would do it every day. I people that
1: could tolerate it or people that like would want to die. That's, I'm like, I genuinely am in disbelief. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. it's one of my favorite things
0: to do. And like, I don't care how big the crowd is. I'm like, bring it on. However many people, I don't so care. it's never scared you? Um, it's always been a thrill. Like it's never been like. So
1: you can public speak, but you can't get on a roller coaster.
0: Yeah, that's me. That
1: is okay. So when we're at Disney, I'm going to look at you in the <laughs> eye and be like, "If you can get on a stage in front of a bunch of people and potentially make an ass of yourself, you can get on a damn roller coaster." <laughs> <laughs> you're
0: right. You're right, dude. I can that's going to that. be
1: my my turn phrase. Um, that's amazing that that doesn't scare you. Like I'm genuinely baffled. So you're not afraid that you're going to make a fool of yourself? No. I think weirdly, i have so. Di-
0: <laughs> yeah yeah we are <laughs> in like in like the best way too
1: we, like the same thing when, you, when you're you talking about with your crushes like you just walked up to them with like yeah. naturally with no fear
0: Mm-mm. i don't have much like you know I, I, of course I, I have like social anxiety to a certain extent um but more so in like all replay conversations in my head i think i've mentioned that before but when i i have no fear in like going and doing something like if i think it's like right and true and i have something to say like i'm gonna go say it and i people would like to listen fabulous and i'm happy to in front of so,
1: them.
0: Yeah. I don't know. It's just something that I, love that
1: I get excited about. Like it's so fun. I don't know. It's fun for me. No, that's great. Okay. So I'm kind of interested now because most of the things that I'm drawn to are a specific kind of thing based off the way that I'm made up in art. So like what I'm drawn to in art kind of is reflective of me and my personality. Mm-hmm. What kind of Art in any medium is there like a theme to what you're drawn to that you've noticed
0: definitely um I would say
1: music is a big one. Is there any particular kind of music, like a theme of the type that you're drawn to angst yeah, okay, what kind of angst poof, like paramour okay um
0: like, oh jeez, um I do. <laughs> I do listen to a lot of rap. music Okay. That's great. Um, a lot of early 2000s, um, subject but not limited to, um, like Lil Wayne, Acon, um, Yin Yang Twins, Incredible. and then more recently, uh, Migos, Cardi B, Ice Spice,
1: um, uh, sawweedy, the another one. So oh. angst with like, almost angst towards anger. Like, there's some of that being expressed yeah, in the art. Yeah. Not in a negative way. Like, a, a like, righteous feeling of yeah. expression. It like, it, like, pumps me up. Like, I get
0: really okay. excited when I listen to music. And I think what I love about music is that it draws out an emotion. Yeah, it do- totally. And I love so, like, and, like, those, those are just, like, my two main genres, like, right now. Like, this point in time has been a lot of pop punk. So, like, A Day to Remember... Um, a little bit of old Fall Out Boy. I don't like any of their new stuff. Yeah, it's very um, different from the old very stuff. Very different. It's more poppy, and I'm not like super big into that.
1: Yeah, you're heavy on the punk, not the pop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like a little bit of pop. That. Um, pop not... punk, but uh, uppercase punk. Littercase yeah, pop. completely,
0: completely. And so, um, but then, for example, before Hannah got here, like I love the Shins. Like I think they're an okay. incredible band. I. I have to be like it's weird. It's like in certain seasons, like I'm upcoming on fall. Yep. So it's like I'm much more prone to listen to something that's more like alternative and okay. is a little a bit little like calmer. Calmer. So and then
1: at Christmas time, I, I I like I love Christmas music. Oh, I do too. Like straight up. <gasps> but it's going to tie into what I say later about what kind of things I'm drawn into. And I think like it's it Christmas brings out emotion. It does, Some people, it does. It does. It out negative emotions. I think that might be why they hate it. Yeah. It makes, makes sense. sense. Don't Checks be out. To that. Checks yeah. out. So I would say music and then So the angst in music or like that feeling, do you see that translate to other mediums that you're drawn to? Mm. You know, books, paintings, sculptures. I think paintings for okay. sure.
0: Like, um, that's a big one. I I'm getting, like, I'm getting more into that now being an adult. Like, I'm trying to educate myself more on like, local artists and, like, hey, like, let me look up this person's, like, name. Like, we'll be at a, a like, not even an art gallery, but, like, a coffee shop or something like that. And they'll have a bunch of, like, local artists. And so what I'll do is I'll go on Instagram and then I'll, like, follow that person. No, that's awesome. So a lot of my feed is, like, um, is is uh, pa- are paintings. And a lot of the paintings that I'm finding myself being drawn to are um either really loud like pop art okay because I like a lot of bright and I like a lot of like kind of in your face but then also a lot of um like abstract and like okay surrealist paintings okay so that's that's what is my feed
1: very cool and do you feel like when you look at some of those paintings you get similar feelings as you do when you're like listening to a paramount paramore song
0: mm I would say so. Not as intense. Sure. Um, I mean, yeah. How could it be? <laughs> ah, <da>, <laughs> ah misery business. Um, yeah. But uh, it, it that like evokes an emotion out of me more so yep. than a book. More so, like something. I don't know if it's something about like the experience. Like it's more. It's more. Um the visual and the hearing part of it for me, like, is, is a lot better than, you know, in my mind when I'm reading a book, like, I, I, I have an imagination, but I'm, I'm not, um, my strong suit isn't in, like, envisioning this, like, insanely cool world, and then, like, a lot of the times when I go see it in the movies, I'm like, damn, they actually did, like, a really good job portraying that. like, I couldn't have come to that in my mind visually.
1: That's how like how my, brain my mom works. says the same thing about reading. Like she just, she mm-hmm. doesn't really get very many intense visuals at all in life in general. And it's just it's so very descriptive. Yeah. Brains work so differently. Mm-hmm. I love that. It's so it, it keeps the world interesting. It does. So tell me about yeah. yours because I imagine they're books. Well, I mean, I, I would say I, I love and appreciate all art. I don't know as much about um, painting or sculpture as I do about books or movies or, um, various other mediums or some even music a little bit, but I did, I do have a lot of friends that were art history majors or studio art majors or are artists now and um, have always really appreciated their work. Just how, as I said earlier, people that can do things I can't do, but when it comes to me and what I'm drawn to, I find myself always drawn to things that are incredibly sentimental complicated and kind of like deep and dark, sometimes sappy. So Mm -hmm. that's pretty consistent across every medium. So when I I do read books, I get like very intense visuals, but that's not really the thing I'm drawn. I'm not necessarily drawn to that. I'm drawn to complicated characters with complicated feelings in a complicated space with with friendships and family relationships and dynamics that are hard or interesting or peculiar and just like seeing the world through other people's eyes is very inspiring to me. So uh and I I also just like I'm really strangely inspired by stories that are often centered around depression, which I know might be weird to people, but like my favorite book is The Bell Jar by Sylvia Plath and it's an incredibly dark book. But when I read it, I feel not alone because I have been on and off depressed my entire life so something about it like makes me feel seen and happier because I'm like I'm not the only one who feels like this and it's like a little bit of a jolt of inspiration of if somebody that is like me can live a life like that then you know there's space for me um so that's kind of what I'm drawn to in books it's not always always about depression but complicated characters and like deep relationship driven stories. Mm -hmm. That's really what I'm, I'm, uh, going to be the most inspired by and writers who often are obsessed with that as well. You know, like they're trying to explore Mm -hmm. those same dynamics in their books. And so that's typically what I'm more drawn to. I do like reading, you know, lighter fare every once in a while, but that's just more fun. It's not necessarily like, I feel like I'm in the midst of art, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. That does Um, make sense. Yeah. So that's what I'm drawn to. And like, that's when I'm like driven to write, whether it's about my life. So I usually, you know, either write poetry inspired by my life or just firsthand accounts, uh, non poetic, just prose. Mm -hmm. Um, and just interpreting the world around me and my experiences and get very in my feelings. That's kind of where I feel the most inspired. So not necessarily angsty more just like in the feels, I guess is probably the easiest way to say it. And in music that translates. So oftentimes it can be very sappy and sentimental to get in my feels like that. So I, um, I listen to music that's like attached to a feeling from the past or is really, um, rendered and the person is the writer the singer is really like kind of breaking themselves open and letting you um, kind of poke around and figure out how Mm -hmm. like what's going on with them so like for instance I was talking about used to be young by Miley Cyrus like you can Uh tell I mean she's been talking about it but this is a song that is describing and um, synthesizing her experience over the last like 15 years of being famous and 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 how she's you know been railed in the media and just all this stuff and she's created this beautiful song out of it that kind of music has always been my favorite Mm -hmm. Uh, really just when people are feeling deeply and processing deeply the Mm -hmm. world around kind of a quieter way often yeah um so yeah I, I would say it's like more quiet more a human dynamic-y is always what I'm drawn to in every mm-hmm. medium. So in art, also, that can be like impressionism I love. Um, mm. I like surrealism as well. I, I like things that are um, going beyond what they seem and they may make no sense to me, but that's when I know that the the person who's creating it is trying to make sense of their world. It's like they're making something crazy because they're trying to make sense of what's going on in their head. And that's when I'm like, yes, this is great. Like I can look at something really precise and realistic and be like, I could never do that and be in awe of somebody's talent, but I don't feel like they're inspired to create something new. So Mm -hmm. with art, I like to see something that's kind of going outside of the lines and a little bit odd and different. And that
0: goes into the interpretation part of art because we could get the same painting and it could be something that's really brooding and complicated and I'm like they're in they're taking what's in their head and they're putting it on a canvas oh yeah how does this make me feel why does it make me feel that way literally what am I in guessing that this person was even feeling or thinking remotely I'm, I might not be even remotely close <laughs>
1: Okay, so we just had a technical error. Our system just like shut off and stopped recording us. And we don't remember where we left off because (sighs) I don't really know, but we don't remember. But while we were getting everything fixed, we started talking a lot more about public speaking because I know you could tell earlier, but I am like dumb dumbstruck by the fact that Jackie doesn't get afraid of it. And we kind of got into just the idea of everybody being different. And we were talking about art earlier and what we're drawn to has its similarities, but is pretty different. And it's just very interesting to see how it plays out like almost like how we're wired is mm-hmm. definitely a form of art too and that's yeah just to, I mean I'm still freaking baffled it's amazing I just like can't believe she's such an amazing human being that's not afraid of attention in public like I just I was telling her like thinking about public speaking I literally get I literally get sick
0: dude it's so weird though because like I'll have anxieties in smaller group settings though, more than I would speaking in front of a large crowd, which like doesn't super add up. Um, and I don't know why that is. We were just trying to figure it out after everything cut out. So <laughs> we were just, like, just hmm. digging into
1: it. Yeah. I don't really know. I, um, I have anxiety all the time. It doesn't stop. Um, mm-hmm. I would say with public speaking, even though I've been told I've been good at it in the past when I'm talking about things I care about, that is, um, I still am just terrified, and mostly because I just like have severe imposter syndrome. And I'm always afraid that somebody's going to find me out as a fraud. So I know I drop that word a lot, but like I genuinely believe I'm a fraud in like every area most of the time. She's not. Well, I appreciate that, but that's like the voice. And so uh-huh. why would getting on stage be easy when you're afraid that everybody in the crowd is going to find you out for somebody who's unintelligent? I was even talking about like body image. I don't want people looking at me because I think that I'm ugly. Um, I think they're going to find out that I'm not smart. And then like various other things and then like what's left, right? And so that's my biggest fear. That's why I hate public speaking or attention. Please do not give me any attention in public. I was telling Jackie that <laughs> at church as a kid when there's like things going on, on the stage and they need contestants to, to, you know, volunteer from the crowd. My biggest fear was being chosen for that as a child. And I was weird, weirdly like, pick me, pick me like, what's up? I don't know why it's like such a thrill. I'm like the extreme in the other direction though. Like, I feel like we're both extremes in this situation. Yeah. yeah. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. I mean, also going to baseball games as a kid, I was always like the older I got, I was like, if I get put on the kiss cam, I'm going to die. Like literally I'm going to die. Really? I was wanting to get on the camera. Well, I'm not surprised because we're <laughs> counter-opposite in this way. Uh, <clears throat> I, yeah, I was terrified. That's like still a fear of mine. Are I've you calmed serious? down quite a bit, but yeah, like, oh my gosh, if my face was on a screen in front of a bunch of people, I would rather die. Rather die. Oh my, That's that, also that, why doing this podcast was so scary for me because yeah, yeah. anyone giving me any specific attention means there's room for them to realize I'm a failure. Dang, dude. It's like all yeah. those, the lies we tell ourselves. I mean, some of it's true. I mean, people do give criticism to people that put themselves out there and you got to be, you got to be strong enough to handle it. That's
0: very true. But I'm I more so mean not. in terms of, you know, being like, well, I'm a, they're going to see that I'm a failure and I'm these things. And it's like, yeah, people are going to have certain opinions, but they're not going to be like, you're a failure you know, but, but that's what we tell ourselves That's an easy narrative to tell yourself. Like I'm not yeah, at all going to be like, that's not your experience because I may not be doing that for the podcast but I'm doing that sure. in other areas of my life. Sure. In my own head. But it's interesting how both of those different or, excuse me differ. And said, you said you you had a great phrase. I don't know if we had this like if we were recording when you said this. <laughs> we'll find out. <laughs> but you um you said something along the lines of like speaking about art the ways in which both of us perceive different situations, you had like a word for it. And you're like that within itself is art, like how we function each of us. And. Yeah, yeah it, no, said I agree. It really beautifully, I don't I,
1: remember uh... what I said. Cause this is another thing. When I public speak, even on this podcast, I do not remember what I say. I black out. So like, I don't know, uh, but killing it. I do think it's art. And I think that that's why, I mean, oftentimes we're drawn to probably, if I had to guess, mm-hmm. creators who have a lot in common with us and maybe not our experience, maybe didn't grow up in the same place or have the same life experience, but maybe like our makeup of the way that, that we internally function and the way we we've been wired since birth because, you know, Jackie and I have in common body image issues like every woman does. But, you know, for me, it makes me not want any attention, but it never mm-hmm. changed how you felt about that. And that's one thing we realized while we were fixing our technical issues. So it doesn't just because you have one thing in common doesn't mean that your personalities are going to change because of it. And so I think we're probably drawn to artists who maybe have similar internal personalities that we do because we feel seen or something. Yeah. It's like we
0: automatically, we relate to those people like a little bit more.
1: Well, and when I think about like bright, exciting, bold Mm. artwork, that's so indicative of you. Like that's, that's who you are. You're you're confident you're bold you're not afraid of public speaking and, <laughs> and you are like colorful and exciting and exuberant Aww. and like that's who you are and that makes so much sense that that's what you would like and that's pretty cool that that's what we're drawn to you know
0: oh thanks dude that's it, pretty it, great it, i can pretty, see that so like pretty pretty good pretty, pretty good um i gotta figure out how to make money off of this <laughs> you can do it i believe <laughs> you. it's like the tim robinson i might have to watch that tonight think you should leave too good you should um uh, but it is it is fun to see like the art we're interested in can sometimes be bits and pieces of like a reflection of ourselves that's really cool
1: I like yeah that. absolutely it's I think so it true. can and I think we can always put a mirror up to the art that we are drawn to and maybe the artist doesn't have a lot in common with us but what what it's what the art is evoking in us mm-hmm. is something we can use to learn about ourselves like okay like you said earlier, this is making me feel this way. Why? Mm -hmm. And then maybe learn a little bit more about who we are and what we are. And I think like, even in the example of us looking at this public speaking idea is a way for us to learn about ourselves and that like Jackie and I are in opposition in that. But what does that mean for each of us about ourselves and like what strengths we have, what weaknesses we have, all of that stuff that we can learn from. And I think looking at a specific piece of art, you know, painting, or you know, watching a movie, or reading a book, or you know, what have you, mm-hmm. listening to a song—all the the different mediums that we've discussed—can really be a great mirror. I think so. Um, speaking of art that we appreciate
0: and love, and what type of art—I feel like I have a few guesses—but um, I want to ask you what what mediums inspire you the most? And I, and I think I, I
1: think I have the answer, but like you, you leave, do. you leave and you're like, oh,
0: I can do anything.
1: Yeah. I mean, uh, for me, it's definitely movies and books, I like guess. far and away film and books. Um, I, I do, I love going to a museum and paintings and all of that, but honestly, I'm more inspired by story. Like, a either history, history is very inspiring to me. I like view that as an art because the way it's been recorded is kind of an art. Um, it's a, a human record. Uh, but I just like, when I read a story or watch a, a movie that has something that just like really resonates with me and you can feel like, for instance, films made by auteurs. So directors that really pour their heart and soul into their style and their storytelling and, their cinematography, everything, um, those kind of movies just always really stir something in me. And the same goes for books. Like when you can tell a book was significantly special to the writer, mm-hmm. that's that's often um, very. I'm very drawn to it. What about you? Well, wow. um, it was interesting. I I
0: think that movies do that for me too, and they've done that. It's not been like a prominent thing in my life. I love watching a movie when I got married to Ned. He's like we're going to be watching a movie like every night. So I've come around to that. You and Connor having to learn.
1: <laughs> I know. It's like You're a it, lot more receptive. Connor will get there.
0: <laughs> well, honestly now I'm like I'm like a huge like I'm way bigger of a movie person than I ever thought that I would be. Um I love movies. I love them. Um I've sort of fallen have sort of fallen in love with them. But um and we watch a lot of movies in different genres. So um not you know, I, I I would say that I I am in inspired after seeing a movie or it does like really evoke a feeling in me that I'm like, oh, it makes me think of this memory or now I feel inclined to go shopping because I watched a movie yeah. about a shopaholic or something crazy. That's just like a really- Confessions of a- That's the best movie I was thinking of. Mm-hmm. Just, it's a very trivial example. But when I really look at it, I'm like, yeah, that that's a big one for me. Um, but music, I think really inspires me. Um, I get really excited to be like I want to go sit down and like write or I want to. and I'm a big lyrics person.
1: Me too. Huge it lyrics has person. To like, be lyrics for me.
0: Me too. And um it's weird like how our brains work and how they differ because when Ned listens to music and he's very musically inclined, like he plays guitar, and he like used to play piano as a kid and stuff. And I wanna would... push you
1: around. Yes, oh, okay.
0: I will. <laughs> oh my <laughs> god! You've seen Barbie out there. You're welcome. Okay, she has a guitar. Man, continue. <laughs> so funny. Weirdly, still haven't seen Barbie yet. I'm ashamed. It's okay. You know that part by now. <sighs> I do. I do. Um, but how he'll say like we'll listen to a song two or three times and I've never heard it before. And by about the fourth time, I know most of the lyrics. And Ned's like, I don't know, like, a lot of songs he's like,
1: I'm not thinking about the lyrics. I'm yes, listening Connor's to the, the music. Way. Yep. That's Connor, too. And I'm and like, I've what? always, I'm like, lyrics are are like, that's they're like poetry to me. Yeah. So that's why I love them. Yeah. Like a songwriter pouring out their heart, right?
0: Mm-hmm. It's amazing. And there's something really cool and like, communal almost of like repeating those words back and like seeing yeah, them absolutely and being like yeah I am also going through something similar or this is really pumping me up to make a change or to do something like I'm very very inspired I'm inspired quickly by music um even though Musical. I am not musically inclined which is interesting
1: well I think we can all be really inspired by things that aren't something we do ourselves. And that's totally fine. That's truly, like, I it's, can't pay to well. be, it's made to be enjoyed and appreciated all, all forms of art. So I get it. You know, it's interesting. I, while you're talking, I was thinking about, I had this thought earlier in my, my inner monologue, um, when I was washing my hands, I was thinking about 90210 and how I've been watching it. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm realizing that all these shows or movies that I watched were like a safe place for me to live out experiences through characters that I was too afraid to live out with myself. Yeah. And in my head, I've lived a million lives. I've done a million things. I've had every career I've wanted and I've watched it play out in my head. I've seen it like a movie in my own head of my own life. But then in my own life, I, in my real life and my physical current state, I just am like, my feet are like in cement a lot of the time and I'm too afraid to move. But in my head, I'm like doing everything all the time. And it's, it's very interesting, but that's how I've always been. And that's why I love stories because I can like jump into those worlds and just like exist in them. And it's, like, a very, yeah. um, not necessarily, like, inspiring for me to go do something in my own life, but inspiring in a, like, I get to experience something different. Um, so that's one thing that I, I think I was realizing today while revisiting this dumb high school TV show. Like, these, these things were, like, a piece of me. Mm-hmm. And I, th- I, like, cherished them like they were a piece of me. And, like, yeah. a lot of my experiences and, like, what I learned from were f- from movies or TV, not from my actual life.
0: I am very, so you're a social. <laughs> I am very impressed with your ability to like you said you have know, lived every life like I could live like I've seen it all. I'm so impressed by that because I can't visualize that for myself. Like I'm very much like okay Like technically I could go this route and do this, but like my brain won't let me. And of course I love to daydream all picture scenarios where, but it's very like situational. It's not like, so what I mean by that is I'm daydreaming about, I've got an upcoming vacation and I'm daydreaming about like what that's going to look like for like that day that I'm going on that vacation.
1: But, if so I'm are thinking, you seeing visuals of that vacation? Mm-hmm. okay, cool
0: and oftentimes, I'm inspired by other memories that I've had, and they're of kind course. of morphing into what yep. I think that they will be, but it's hard for me to imagine myself like playing out a scenario where I've seen how I was living day to day in that type of lifestyle or changing the trajectory of my life. Like I can see it like, boop, I see it in a little bubble, but I can't go into it and live and play it out. Like I would have to really sit down and think really hard about that. It's like, like, that's not like the easiest thing for me to do. But weirdly, I'm like the opposite in that. But I, I'm very comfortable to make change very quickly if I feel like I need to.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You're unafraid. I wonder, you just don't need to live in that space because you do what you want to do in your life. But I don't know if that's kind of like a protection
0: mechanism that my brain uses because I think sometimes if I thought too hard about it,
1: then I would be regretful about things. Maybe. Maybe that's why I'm so regretful of everything always. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm serious. I sometimes, like my sister and I joke, we're like, we wish we could shut our brains off because it's not useful sometimes to be thinking about things over and over and over again. Yeah. I do I, – it's not like I play out a full movie start to finish, but I get glimpses of, like, what it would be like to be in New York and be a writer, and I, like, see myself there. And mm-hmm. Because I've watched a lot of TV shows and have been there a bunch of times, my sister lives there, I can see myself living in, like, create a little apartment in my head, and I can see where mm-hmm. I'd walk and what I would wear and how work would be. And, like, I can see all that in my head if I want to. I just got glimpses as I was talking about that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's different every time, but I, like, can see it. But it's almost – Yeah, like I think it might be a protection not to see it because then you see that and you're like, well, Mm -hmm. but I'm never going to do it because the time has passed. So what does it mean to see it, you know? I mean, it's kind of cool, but it's also like disheartening sometimes. Yeah. And
0: when I let my mind go to those places or even if I decide I'm going to shut it down or not or whatever, I always have this like little glimmer of like I never know like where life is going to end up taking me. And like – I think there's such a finality mentally to going that's past, that's done, I'll never do that and like I'm trying in my own mind to rewrite that narrative and be like actually yeah. I I don't know if that could be a season of life that happens to me one day, maybe in my late 30s, maybe in my early 50s that I always had myself envisioning doing that thing. It's like we're I'm very I'm very quick to and I'm similar to you in a lot of ways in that I'm very quick to be like, no, like, I don't think that could happen. Yeah. But then thinking about it a little more and being like, well, who am I to say that? There's a reason I'm like, feel very like strongly about that. And I resonate with that. Because um, it's easy when I think about the right now, the tangible what's in front of me, and I see all these limitations. And if I get too in my head about that, then I'm like, then I'll never do that. Okay. If I'm thinking about right now, I, I think a lot about future Jackie. Yeah. I'm like, she could do any of those things.
1: I'm like, it's still possible. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. I don't I mean, I I think about what could be done, but a lot of it is me like currently or what I wanted for myself in my twenties or, you know, early out of school, pursuing careers that I actually cared about. Um, so that that has passed, like that time in my life has passed. Um, and that's a lot of what I had dreamed about and daydreamed about my entire life. So a lot of the stories are that in my mm-hmm. head that I've been seeing for a long time. Mm-hmm. So a lot of it is just a conglomerate of what I've seen over the last, you know, 20 years. Uh, so mm-hmm. that's where a lot of it comes from, but I don't, I I can, if, if you say, think about the future of what you want, I can see it, but then I will never let myself go after it. I mean, not. I'm trying to change that, but like, mm-hmm. I would never. I would see it, and then I'd be like, "But in reality, I'm not good enough for the thing I'm imagining." Mm-hmm. And that's where I shut it off. So different shut off points for us, but yeah, shut off points nonetheless. <laughs> Sh- yeah, shut off points nonetheless. And I imagine that
0: because you're such a visual person, and you play out those scenarios, that that would be hard, hard, harder in some way. And I think a different hard than what my heart is. Does like, am I making any sense?
1: Yeah, yeah, you totally are. I mean, I'm just like a very—I um, don't—I don't necessarily. I can't get the word for it right now. My recall is so bad. But my—I'm a very um, intru- intrusive person. I have a lot of thoughts, and I'm always brooding over them. And brooding is definitely a word for me sometimes. So I just like overthink everything all the time. Um, And that gets me in trouble and is really part of my imposter syndrome, which I've talked about a bunch. And that's really probably the biggest thing for me is like, I have these visuals and they might be inspiring if it weren't for the fact that I've had this voice in my head my entire life, as long as I can remember, that's like, you're not good enough for that. You may be, everybody might be telling you that you're really great at tennis which mm-hmm. you know was one of those things but you're never going to be actually good enough when it matters and that's just like the voice that's always been in my head so it maybe it's a an adapted joy that I've created this like art form of creating movies in my life in my head to enjoy something that I don't feel like I could enjoy in actuality I don't know maybe that's it I feel so I'm really impressed with
0: your ability to like how do I put this right? How do I put this? You're like writing writing you're writing in your mind, but you're you're putting all these, it's like you're creating these beautiful like scenes. Like, dude, I want I want you to like write a screenplay, man.
1: <laughs> I but I couldn't. I've never no, but learned you could. no, but I can't. <laughs> oh, so people, we have would chat say, people would say you're a poser <laughs> and your screenplay sucks. Well, I think you should write one. <laughs> Well, yeah, I don't know. I've never, see the thing is like, I've never opened myself up to think that I could. And that's what has held me back a lot. And I don't really know how to get over that in a meaningful way to create like tangible change. I think I'm mentally getting over it to a degree, like realizing that Mm -hmm. that that needs to be put to bed, but I don't really know how to necessarily be like, okay, now I'm going to do all the things I've always been deathly afraid of. Um, of course, of so, course. Yeah, I don't really know how to do that. I'm getting over some of the anxiety, but maybe one day. <laughs> yeah. It's like one step <laughs> maybe at a one time. Maybe one day. Yeah. One step at a time. And like, but that's... I also think I've assumed everybody thought like this. That is like creating stories in their head all the time.
0: Um, well, yeah. And, I mean, that makes sense. Like, I, the way I think, I assume yeah. everybody else thinks that way, too. And, like, not I I create stories you know or envision things or think but it's more of like scenarios that I think they're like what's might happen but like more so like what's going on during the week and then playing through how I think a conversation might go like it's more of that but I I do some of that I do a lot of that too and I don't necessarily though like I'm not able to really like if, if somebody asked me to like I could sit down and do it like now that you're saying oh picture yourself you know, walking through like, I don't know, if I was walking through like the streets in New York or something, um, I'm envisioning though what you just said. I'm not picturing like I'm not creating a narrative in my mind. I'm taking the narrative that you said about I watched myself go to work. What would I wear? What would I do this? And so that's how like I'm you're
1: like you said earlier, you can mimic some art. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I can that's see... a great skill though. I don't think that's something that should be um undermined at all. Mimicking is very important. It's a very precise skill. I don't necessarily have. I'm too, like, crazy all over the place for that. No,
0: you're, like, you're a creator. That's what creators do is they come up with storylines. They think of things very deeply, and they play them out in their mind. Like, that's cool, man. And, you know, it's I can take three or four things that somebody's created and pull them together into, like, one thing and be like, oh, I pulled from this, this, and this, and I've made this story. But, um. That's yeah, it's it, I think that's so cool. Um yeah, that's so cool. So I admire it because I don't necessarily that's not necessarily how my brain works.
1: Well, but thank you.
0: You got a special brain. It's yeah, I don't know. <laughs> you do it's <laughs> something. You it's do. something. An artiste um, a fartiste. Uh, a fartiste.
1: I you know, I've always been very jealous of people who are naturally good painters because I do feels like a very straightforward art form that you can Mm -hmm. know very quickly if you're good or if you're not. And I think that the art that I'm drawn to and mostly in writing or in film it's a lot harder to tell when somebody's really good or somebody's just poser or somebody, you know, the in-between and it's it maybe I'm completely wrong because I've, I've been a part of those worlds for a long time so I've kind of lost perspective on painting but it just feels like the visuals to me are a lot easier to pick out yes and no. Like that's good, mm-hmm. that's not. Or not that like there's a simple standard but you know what I mean, like this is inspired and this mm-hmm. is kind of a hack. I feel like it's easier to tell with paintings. Maybe I'm wrong but I've just been jealous because you can also sell your paintings for a lot of money and I can't sell my thoughts. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Not until you put them in your screenplay. I don't know, what am I going to screenplay about? Dude, dude, I, you're just, I'm so self-absorbed. I'm all, all, about, all about me.
0: <laughs> there you go. You can write it by yourself. All right, you know, yeah, yeah. just picking up that pen, <laughs> you know, just doing it, man. Like that's what like, this podcast, I've been thinking for the last two years, I'd love to do a podcast. And I was like, fuck it in january i was i'm gonna i'm gonna text hannah
1: i really want to do this and so and like, we are
0: like i'm just like let's go for things like i'm just
1: and that's part of why i want to be in potentially something in the film industry potentially in something like set design because that takes a lot of envisioning like okay the movie is this vibe what does that look like mm-hmm. and i can typically if you give me a vibe i can see the room like i can see what it needs to be um it would need a lot of training and how to make that happen. But that is interesting to me. And that feels more tangible, kind of like with painting like interior design or set design or something like that is fun for me. And it feels like I can know that I'm like successful check Mark. Yeah. I feel like with writing it's so, so utterly subjective. It's kind of hard to figure out like, yes, this is good or no, this is bad. And also screenwriters get paid terribly. Which is why there's yeah, a strike right now. That's which makes sucks because sense. their stories are the whole reason that all this exists. I hate it. I know, isn't that wild? As a lyrics person and a script person, I know we have this in common. It's very sad that writers don't get paid enough. Really I know.
0: It's a bummer because life wouldn't be as much fun without writers. Yeah, life and actors. Be.
1: Like actors are a lot of them are very talented, but a lot of them are only as talented as the writer and director can make them be, you know? Yeah, only as good as a script. (laughs) Literally. The script is a huge part. And I mean actors are amazing. I couldn't do what they do, I don't think, although maybe I couldn't. I just never tried. But writing, not everybody can do that. Mm -mm. You can do it badly so yeah you really can and I know that that's like my favorite thing my favorite medium because it scares me the most do you do you have that same phenomenon where there's something that scares you the most and that's how you know it's your like it's the thing that you love the most
0: yeah for me it's writing I I I weirdly like am very I don't share with people like what I write oftentimes what kind of things you write I haven't I haven't written in a long time. But well, it doesn't that
1: doesn't matter what kind of things true. you write when you do write. Um, I haven't written in a long time either.
0: I wouldn't even say it's like poetry, but it would be like observations about what I'm experiencing, but it would be like an in an artistic way. So it'd be like a paragraph here. About, ah, I love that. And then I also started writing for a season about my first job. That was so crazy. Okay. Yeah. And I was paralleling my experience to like what it would be like to be with a bunch of crazy wacko people in like the middle of Arizona, in like the the heat in the desert. Oh, like and you're stuck outside,
1: mm-hmm. like the Donner Party. Geez,
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: <laughs> basically totally yeah. that was,
0: like how shitty my first the job possible. was. If any of you know what my first job was, <clears throat> I worked in the music business and I met some of the most wild people,
1: some of the <laughs> most evil people that you've ever met. Facts, yeah. There's some or scary just maybe people "evils" in this world. the wrong term. Incredibly self-involved. I once to had a subway.
0: <laughs> you once had what? I once had a subway sandwich thrown at me because it was the wrong order. So. Just let that marinate, but up, bum. Cause it's sub-dressing, just wash all over you. Right? Oh, <laughs> disgusting. That poor um,
1: depressed kid that made it at Subway. Yeah, I know. For <laughs> you made that sub for what? Just to be used as a weapon? Yeah, I know. It was
0: crazy. And I should clarify, it was thrown, but it was thrown at my desk. But I was sitting at my desk. So it was thrown at me, but it didn't hit me. It, it slid across my desk until it almost landed on the floor, open-faced.
1: I imagine um, that this person that threw it at you was not making eye contact, walked straight past you, and made a comment. Is that how it went? So as if you were there in the room. That's exactly how it went. Yeah. Um, well, that's how dismissive people are. I learned this from Meryl Streep. And um, what's that movie? Oh, Devil Wears Prada. <laughs> man,
0: dude, what a movie. It's an excellent movie.
1: We haven't talked about fashion being in a medium of art, which we did a whole episode. We don't need to get into it too much. But you mentioned earlier that a lot of the art you're drawn to has kind of seeped into the way you decorate your home and your Mm -hmm. wardrobe. And I think that's so true. Like there's something about our natural essence, who we Mm -hmm. are, that we find in art that we're drawn to and then we want to replicate in our lives, in our environments that we create.
0: I think that makes total sense and I think we've kind of come full circle too because on the fashion episode me and you were talking about how we like style our outfits on the day-to-day and you you were like (laughs) I kind of just come up with them in my head and I was so that that really shocked me because I was like I don't have that ability like I I weirdly can remember a ton of different pictures I've seen yeah remember exactly what the outfit looks like and can pull things and put them together but I can't come up with an outfit. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, like, like, So interesting to me one in my head. That's not how my brain works.
1: Yeah. Literally when I shop, you want to know what it looks like. So the visual, I can paint it for you guys. Please I'll do. pick up like a shirt. It'll be like a silk blouse. Okay. I'm looking at it and in my head, it's like one of those closets where all my pants are running through and I'm seeing it with like all my pants. And like, how many of these does it match with? How much bang for my buck can I get? And I'm seeing it like with dresses, can I wear it over and then belt it on top? And I'm like seeing all my accessories and all of it kind of like floating in a circle around this item. And then I can see like, does it fit or does it not? Can I find a place for this? And that is how I shop. <laughs> wow. Wow. That is crazy. That kind of reminds me of there was like this video game
0: when we were preteens where okay. you could click through the outfits and it was like they yeah. were on this rotating rack.
1: What game was that? I don't know, but I... Polly Pocket? It was like a... Yeah, had to Barbie? have been. Or I saw it on like a TV show or something. where Like I think maybe Hannah Montana had a closet like that or something. She did. But that's like where I get the visual from and that's how it, how it basically works in my head. I just like kind of have things floating together creating outfits, but...
0: But also Dang. when I'm shopping
1: for like, for instance, like a dress for a wedding, I'm more thinking about like a little more similarly to how you two do, I guess. It's just more of like, what, what um, vibe do I want to capture mm-hmm. and what will make me feel most confident? That's a, that's the most, that's the biggest driver when I'm trying to pick out like a single item that's not mm-hmm. really going to be reworn. So that's a little bit different. Yeah. Makes sense. Cause you know, Lizzie McGuire, you can't be an outfit repeater. No, you cannot. You cannot be an alpha repeater. But that is really fascinating. fascinating. Yeah, it's just weird. But we're so different. But like, I think there's so much value to that and that you are very, it seems, able to be very structured and methodical about how you do things. And I think that's incredible because it's just not it's very hard for me to do that. Like, it's very hard for me to ground all my thoughts, create a structure and then go after it, which is why I have to like sometimes create notes and stuff because my mind is all over the place. But I think that's there's so much to offer with that. Like this very precise, confident way of going about things where I just am like kind of all over the map, but that's not a bad thing. It's just different. Just different. Yeah, it is different. And and weirdly though, it's it's gotten in
0: my way sometimes because weirdly enough, it makes me really, really productive, like, I can be very productive, but I can lose sight very quickly of, like, being in the moment or, or relaxing, like, I, because I can structure things r- r- very quickly and be like, I need to do this, 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 this is how I'm going to do it, Da-da-da-da-da. If I, if I waver or I falter from that, I'm really hard on myself. Okay. I'm like, is damn. Is it
1: hard for you to get started on your to-do list, like, or mm-hmm. does that just come pretty naturally for you? It comes pretty naturally for me. Yeah. Yeah. I can,
0: I can get started pretty quick. I, I I like weirdly have like a fire under me. I'm like, I gotta, I gotta do this. And I can't, I can't chill until I've got it done.
1: That's exactly how my mom is. And my dad definitely has ADHD like I do, which means we have paralysis of doing anything ever. It's like, (laughs) I read a meme this week that said, um, does anyone with ADHD, uh, not, think about what they're doing for work that day but then never do it and then at the end of the day they're so exhausted from thinking about what they need to do and not doing it I'm like yes Ned, that's
0: me Ned sent that to me he yeah. he he, um he thinks he may have a, a he totally ADHD might because a lot of what you have said about it I'm like hmm, Ned's mentioned Ned. that to me like that's how he and like he is very like I've seen so I've seen you both like when we're all hanging out and like you guys are in the room together, you both have so many things that like if we're on a topic, both of you guys are like, "Here, here are all the th- the things that I know about that." To-. This is just what I'm perceiving. Like, oh no, no, no that's true. Level, which is why I love both of you so much and why I'm very close to both of you. But what's interesting, I feel like over the past two months, I've texted you and been like, "This is really weird," <laughs> but Ned literally said exactly what you said to me the other day. But it was like this random ass thing that like you would never. <laughs> And then there'll be times when I'm like, you know, you say something and I'm like, Ned just said this. And I feel like the way that y'all think about things, and I think this is why, like, Ned and I could sit down and talk forever. And, like, I could yeah. sit down and talk with you forever. It's just like, y'all have so many good things to say. And I, you know, <laughs> you guys are just like, this, let me share all this stuff. With
1: out of the ass for me. At least I can't speak for Ned.
0: I think Ned would say the same thing, though. Because I've complimented <laughs> him on it before, too. And it's just interesting. like. It is interesting. I know, and you, you know, an the more, that, I have.
1: that, yeah, that's interesting. And I think he probably, he probably would have ADHD if he's relating to m- a lot of this stuff. And I, I would recommend him to get help for that if he can, yeah. if it's bothering him a ton for me, it, like literally is paralyzing in my life. It's like part of why I don't move past fears, um, because I'm just so exhausted all the time from all the things, um, that have to do with it. And, but what I was, what was I going to say? Oh, about ADHD. He might have it, which could totally make sense. And is one of those reasons that it's like a kind of an unstructured brain space that lends itself to creativity because we have such a rich inner life because our brains are wi- literally wired differently. But our outer life is often paralyzed. And it's very bizarre.
0: Not like interesting.
1: Position. And I I think back to my, my dad who I'm convinced has ADHD as well. And I mean, I'm hundred percent positive. <laughs> Maybe I'm not sorry, dad, if you hear this and you're like, no, uh, but no. my mom is much like you. And I think it, Connor is often like you as well. Um maybe not as motivated to get up and clean cuz he's a dude, but he's very like he's okay doing it. It doesn't take any it doesn't take anything out of him to start a to-do list. Uh, but anyway, my mom is much like you and she just like go 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 all the time. And she would tell my dad he was being lazy and like tell him to get up off the couch. Why do you have to watch TV? You just got home from work. And what she didn't realize is like he is so overwhelmed and overstimulated that he literally has to sit down and rest and even when we're sitting down and resting there's so much going on in our head that it's not even restful Mm -hmm. and there's never anything restful ever (laughs) so I just think about that dynamic and I'm like it's just so fascinating if they had had the context maybe they did have the context but I think my mom probably didn't have the context because she would have been a little softer or more gentle with my dad Mm -hmm. I would think Uh, but it was funny to always see the way that they butted up against each other when it came to things like that because I mean we're gen- our brains are literally made differently it's so weird to think yeah, about it is weird so to weird. think about <sighs> that's another um, thing fascinated. I got really irritated with Connor about this week <laughs> What I was like, I'm so exhausted all the time because I'm trying I'm I'm having to adapt to this world that was made for people with normal brains and my brain's not normal and I'm so exhausted from doing that all freaking day. How am I ever gonna have the energy to change my life and do the things I wanna do and clean the house and just be normal? I was like, I just I'm so tired. He's like, Shut up, (laughs) you're fine. (laughs) It's like you're not that different from everybody else. Most people are like you. I'm like, thanks, Connor, that makes me feel special. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's really
0: funny. Um, and you're like, dude, I'm about to start my period too. So chill. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: That was that was like a big part of it. But yeah, I was getting in my feels. The more gosh, I dude. learn about <laughs> about this uh, neurodivergence that I have, the more I'm like, I get a little bit angsty about it. I'm getting in my Jackie angst because mm, I just like getting frustrated that that I didn't know before, and mm-hmm. that it really has affected me in a lot of negative ways. Yeah, And I've like looked down on myself for a long time for a lot of the things that are a symptom of it and they're not necessarily bad. Mm-mm. They're just different. It's retraining our brain to think about things we've always told ourselves. Yeah. And just saying like you're not broken or wrong because mm-hmm. I've always felt like my brain just didn't work like other people's. And like I just want it to so that I can feel normal and I – um Makes sense now why I felt that way, but it doesn't mean it's wrong or bad. Mm -hmm. Very interesting to try to undo that (laughs) 29 years of. Yeah. yeah. That you're like, wow,
0: this is all making sense. Mm -hmm. Connecting the dots on all of this. I'm researching about how it's affected me and like ways I can cope with it now. And like, I know how to approach this
1: in a different way. Yeah. And then occasionally getting angry that I have to cope because Mm. we should just adapt to us instead of us having to adapt to the world. Just kidding.
0: You're like, I'm already so exhausted. (laughs) Oh, no, it's fine. It's like totally not
1: a big deal. But uh, I I, I think that, you know, on the topic of art and thought and all of these things, it's just, I am ultimately so grateful that we have, that the world is full of people who operate differently. And like, I even learned tonight, like everybody thinks differently and not just about the world differently, like has a different lens on things, but they have literally different ways that their brain fires off thoughts. And that is crazy and cool Uh because that leads to a plethora of different perspectives and different creations. Amazing. It's amazing.
0: We're all even able to communicate, isn't it? How? (laughs) Like, and honestly, it's a good reminder for me to, because I can very much be like, I'm upset that this person didn't react this way. Why isn't this person commiserating with me on this thing that's happening in my same. life? It's like, they might, this not might not be resonating the same way as them. They're a different
1: problem solver there. And i and like, I, have, I I would like to remember that more. Me forward. too. Me too. I think that that's a really good thing to be thinking about. Um, or maybe they just process slower and they don't make, re- they don't have reactions. <laughs> mm-hmm. Tears maybe, like, maybe they're yeah, concussed hard. because that happens when you have concussions. Maybe <laughs> they were
0: taking a dive and they hit the pool too hard. They just hard. had a, a rough go of it. <laughs> a Rough go of it, for sure, for sure. Oh man! But I would say, mm-hmm. if
1: we wanted to carry out, you ready for yes? Any Hannah and
0: I are both bunch of sleepy, sleepy. What did you, you call us before?
1: I don't, I don't Sleepy remember. turds. Yeah, we're Sleepuses. basically sleepy thirds, sleepesses, sleepy, yeah, dude, I don't know, I'm just exhausted. Yeah, sleepy, sleepy. Um, yeah, sleepy. So carry out time, we're, we're packing it up, and we're heading out. I think that's my carry out is like, when I'm experiencing the world and art, um, one, to just be intentional, like you were saying, like making sure you're intentional about seeking out things that inspire you. And for me, it's important that I seek out things that just make me feel scene, which sounds so ridiculous, but it, it really does help me in my life feel better and inspired and like filled up. So one of the seek out those things, I think I've done an okay job recently, but continue to prioritize that. And then two, to think about the fact that other people think differently and that that creates a world that is way more interesting, but also needs to be brought into dynamics with people that I just don't feel like I understand. Whew. That was, like,
0: a lot of good stuff right there. Blech. Blech. I was all... the
1: mic. That was kind of
0: gross. <laughs> you what? You looked at the mic?
1: Yeah, on accident. <laughs> I
0: did a break. And, and then I, I hit the mic. It was and you were welcome. like, whoa. Oh, my gosh. What? Did I, yeah, we got to be so close yeah, okay, to Okay, we're mics. talking
1: about public speaking. This reminds me. There was a girl during, we had to do poetry recitals at Perimeter growing up. Mm-hmm. And there was a girl who would stand too close to the microphone and everybody made fun of her. So I was just always picking up on all the stuff that people were saying about other people. And I was like, hell no, that can't be me. Yeah, I was always like making a list in my head. I was like, so I should never do that. Yeah. Can't go home or or, I don't know. Don't have to go home, but you can't stay here is always my mentality when it comes to that. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Like, I can't be a part of that. Um, Please don't don't turn that on me. Uh, Anyway, what's your carryout? As Jackie has a massive yawn, which will probably flare up Uh, a yawn in me. Sorry. I've been yawning for like sorry. We're tired. It's late.
0: It's a work week. It's a work week. It's been a busy (laughs) one. So Mm. crazy times. I would say my takeaway from this episode, my carry out, um, is life imitates art. Look at us here talking about art, learning more about each other. Yes. Learning more about how our brains. Brains work. Our brains are literally pieces of art, and we are putting that art out into the world,
1: where science meets art, where science takes flight, art, takes flight,
0: flying to See, the when sky. When I said that,
1: I just thought about like science and art being like little books that join together and grow wings and then fly away, <laughs> reading rainbow. <laughs>
0: my brain
1: is <laughs> Did you watch that? Reading yeah, random
0: yeah, yeah. I yeah. can go anywhere. It's like a PBS show, I guess. Yeah, I think it was PBS.
1: That's that, a, like, definitely visual PBS. kind of
0: resonates with me. But yes. um I know I've been kind of a cheese ball this episode, but um I don't know. My carryout is I, I think similar to yours, but at the same time I was like, I, I just want to experience more art. Like I wanna challenge myself to go to more museums yeah. and go to exhibits that I wouldn't necessarily want to go to and like see what I feel about them. Like, I don't know. There's so much beauty to be enjoyed. Um, so much art to be consumed that I'm ready. I'm ready to do it.
1: Get after it. And you know, even if you don't like it, there's something to be said about like seeing something and having a viscerally negative reaction. That's also (laughs) responding to the art. Mm
0: -hmm. It is just something to think about. Like, like when we went to the, um, civil rights museum,
1: Yes. Yeah. In Atlanta. Yeah. yeah. That's like part of why I love history because it's just like, can be so impactful, <sighs> deep,
0: profound call. Like it calls you to respond. I yeah. mean, it's, yeah, it's like, I have no choice, but to respond to this right now. Like this yeah. is your whole body is just, you're filled with emotion. So yeah, it's, it's very wild. Important.
1: Yeah. Very, very important. important. And then I very think important. about at that Pacific Museum I'm like then I think about the fact that some people had to experience that for more than just a trip to the Civil Rights Museum they had to experience it for their whole life some people are still experiencing it it really breaks my heart
0: it does it does and I and I'm sitting here just talking about art and at the end of the day like that is someone's reality and you know
1: you know there's there's no there's no shame and sitting and talking and experiencing art because we all live in our own heads and in our own bodies and we need to take care of those around us and in our community to the best of our ability but there's also I mean we got to take care of ourselves too and it's so important to step back and enjoy things I mean people create so that you can enjoy so you know yeah yeah
0: or and so moved that we've done way, yeah and like yeah share an experience
1: and yeah be moved let it take you- you're getting on the magic school bus when you look at a painting, and then you're yeah. just going. You're going. Yeah. And sometimes uh, art has a call to action. CTA. A nice CTA. Oh, I say
0: that all the time in marketing. CTA. Oh, yeah, CTA? I know. That's
1: a very corporate-y slogan. Or very corporate-y uh, acronym. What's a CTA? CPC. CTR. ATS. CRM. <laughs> SAS. Well, you guys... We're tired and we yeah, love our little. Really and we love learning about each other. Such a beautiful thing. We hope that us talking, as always, inspires you to talk to your friends, get to know them better, and get to know yourself better, and learn to maybe enjoy the world around you a little bit more. We love you guys. Thank you so much for listening. As always, rate us on the interweb. So wherever you listen, rate, like, subscribe, hit us with a comment, send us a DM or an email at goodish people, uh, goodish people, at goodish people pod on Instagram or goodish people at gmail.com for our email. Wow, I made it through. Uh, we would love to hear Forget from you. <laughs> Didn't hit the mic that time. Anyway, yeah, we would love to hear from you, and we really want to continue to make content that you want to hear us talk about, so please send us any recommendations on what what topics you'd like to hear us discuss.
0: Please do. We would love it. Very much so.
1: Get excited, guys. We're two weeks away from our uh, Disney (laughs) trip. That's going to be a good episode. And we're going to have a follow-up. I did have a friend tell me the other day they're they're lying in wait for that episode. Just waiting (sighs) in the wings. God bless them. Can't wait. Well, until then, you guys, we love you, goodish people. Yes. Love you guys. See you soon. Bye.